Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Malin, I'm okay. How are you doing? I am okay as well. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I wanted to just up top check in with you about something that came up in last week's episode. That is your status with your agent, Daryl, who Mm -hmm. we learned was potentially stealing from you the entire time he was your representative and then also has, I guess, ghosted you in, in recent years. Have you, were you able to check in with him and catch up at all? So kind of you to remember. Uh, Long story short, no. Um, (laughs) I'm getting bounce backs from all the emails that I've sent him and his site, uh, dunchentertainment.biz, is just, it's not there anymore. I I did try to go check that out. And you're sure it's a .biz? I, I, you know what, I should try the .com. Uh, The emails always came from the .biz, but he might have owned both domains. So no luck yet, but I will tell you, episode five guest, Kevin Concealer, was kind enough to pass along a dog doodle that I drew and posted on my Instagram, he passed it along to his boss at American Dad, Seth MacFarlane. And I actually have a meeting with him out in LA next week. Get out of town. That Wait, that's huge. That's actually huge news, Kelly. He's like a big deal. I mean, are you nervous? Because you haven't worked in, I mean, when's the last general you had? Uh, it has to have been five years minimum. So I am uh, very nervous. My first time flying to LA for business reasons in a while too. But Malin, I'm hoping we can catch up or get coffee or something. I while would I'm love in this that. City. I would love that. You know, if you want anyone to accompany you to that general, I I'm probably <laughs> available. We can check. You know, compare schedules. But I'd be happy to kind of sit in and nudge you along. You know, because you might be bad at answering the questions. I might need to sort of hop in. Just you let me know. You let me know. Yeah, let's talk. Let's chat offline about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, this is so exciting for you and for, for, for all of us. Honestly, the Riding Around fans are going to be pretty psyched. I, I, uh, wow. Wow. How funny would it be if I went from professional actor to professional animator? I mean, that's, that would be pretty crazy. It's so interesting too, that he didn't ask for just, you know, more samples of your work. No, he said that one dog doodle was enough. He yeah. said it was really, um, I'm trying to remember the word he used. It was so flattering. Um, well, I mean, I saw it. It's evocative for sure. That's that's probably my where my brain goes. Yeah, thank you. That's so kind. But I don't want to brag, you know. It would be nice if something came out of this. You're reporting factual information about what's going on, and we love that. That's great. It's really, really great. I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled for you. Thank you. Thanks so much. You know, today we're here to talk about, can you believe it? We've already arrived at the season one finale of Riding Around. It's flown by, you know, kind of like it felt when we were were shooting it. Here we are, episode six, the season finale already, which a lot of people might think of a season of television as lasting a bit longer than that. But if you'll recall back then, this was actually not uncommon. Shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, they often would only get these six episode runs as sort of a, a test. A little experiment, yeah, to see yeah. how we did, how we how we tested. And especially as we were a show set entirely on and around a bus. I mean, would that even work with the U.S. audience? That remained to be seen. 
Right. No, most U.S. audiences would have been used to shows not set on buses. It was a big leap, and I'm really grateful they even gave us six episodes to try it out. And, you know, we'll probably get into this with our guests, but I think we felt good coming out of this first season, but it was still up in the air whether we would get a season two. Mm -hmm. And I guess we do all know what ultimately happened, but... uh, right. Today, though, we get to talk about this amazing season finale with a very, very special guest. Mm-hmm. We have another writer from the show who, again, we were always trying to break our way into that room and we were never really allowed in. So really excited to have maybe our first in-depth conversation with this, you know, longtime acquaintance, writer Lorenz Cook. Welcome, Lorenz. Wow. Honestly, just let me just say this right off the top. So honored that I'm here for the season finale, you know, episode feels like just it feels like a respect that I deserve. And I really appreciate it that you were able to give that to me. Honestly, honored. Oh, of course. I mean, I don't know about Kelly, but I have a little ranking of all the writers. Who's the best? Who's the most, you know, prestigious one? And and (laughs) you are up there. And I mean, it's no surprise (laughs) then that you wrote this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They gave you the season finale. That's a big deal, right? I don't know a lot about writers rooms, but. Oh, no, it's totally a, a big deal. You are correct in, in thinking that. And, you know, I mean, I, I was a little hot at the time. If you if you recall, you know, uh, I had a little bit of a little bit of momentum on me as yeah. it were. you know, people were like, hey, Lorenz, you know. Yeah. To be honest, I remember being pretty starstruck by you, a writer. And I felt like, well, that shouldn't that be the other way around? But you <laughs> you had heat. You were yeah. popular and and it's no surprise. So talented, uh, of course. You know, I did. I did. Of course, uh, I had that hit uh, viral, you know, video poop on my shoe. God, that blew. Uh, you know, and it was funny because, you know, when I filmed it at the time, I wasn't even thinking about it. And it was just like, a, a, you know, like I, I was walking around, you know, my neighborhood, you know, I stepped in some poop and I was like, you know what? A lot of people, when that happens to them, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a bad day. You know, and in my mind, I was like, no, I'm about to make this into something. You know, this is going to be something. So I got out, you know, uh, my phone. I started recording. I got poop on my shoe. I got poop on my shoe. You know, and (laughs) people just really related to that, I think, you know. They related to it. It took you all the way. I mean, you were on Good Morning America with that. You were doing all the morning show circuits. And I ultimately feel like it's why showrunner and creator Diana Bones probably was able to find you in the first place and really connected with you because as as you may remember her inspiration for writing this show was that she was hit by a bus so for you to do the same thing right you stepped in poop had this horrible thing happen to you and then you were able to turn it into art she must have seen herself in you. Yeah, we really connected on that level. I remember the interview, you know, and it was funny because I was like, I don't even know if I wanted to, you know, like, do I want to do a show about a bus? You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like so many black people, they've rode on the back of the bus. I was like, hey, what's this about? You know what I'm saying? You know, am I going to be, you know, the Jackie Robinson of bus sitcoms? And I was, you know, I was. And that that was cool, actually. I actually appreciated that. I will talk about this episode, obviously, down the line, but in in season four, for episode five, I think we see we see what you're talking about a little bit there, but we'll get to that. We call it 405 in the biz, you know. Oh, yes. 405, 405. Yes, for for our listeners at home, we've been having to do this every so often where we break down industry terms for them. And yes, sometimes what we would be calling season four, episode five in the normal world, you're going to hear it referred to a little differently by TV people. That would just be 405. So don't be thrown by that. And not the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Before Poop on My Shoe, had you 
done anything comedy related? Were you studying writing? Were you just yeah. living your life as just a naturally funny person? I'm curious. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I, like I don't want to brag, but like you know, I was voted like class clown in middle school. That and makes so much sense school. to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I see I mean? it. Yeah, it was just like I was kind of that dude who like, you know, like something would happen and everyone would look to me for the joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure to be that funny, you know, especially in high school because, you know, everybody thinks they have jokes, you know, when they're young uh, and they mm-hmm. don't usually. Uh, and I had to. So I, I really like honed my craft in that way. I also like, you know, I played a little bit of sports, so I did a little bit of trash talking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I would actually sometimes actually I would ghostwrite trash talk for some of, you know, the high school varsity players because they didn't they didn't have that skill. You know, oh, like they may be right. able to shoot, you know, they could get buckets, but they couldn't tell your mama jokes, you know, so. That is so interesting. Yeah. This really tracks because, and this is another sort of behind the scenes sort of thing, but often the writer who writes an episode will be on set for the shooting of their episode. And yeah. I remember, Lorenz, when you were the on set writer, we were getting trash talked a little bit. <laughs> I would hide in my trailer because I was like, I don't know. I'm fragile today. I don't know if I can yeah. handle a classic Lorenz burn today. Yeah, I, I remember once you you wore like this orange he- uh, hairband and mm-hmm. oh man, I, I went to town on you for that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're calling me a traffic cone head. Oh, yeah. so hurtful at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, Tang head's coming, you know. Just, <laughs> Tang head. Yeah, yeah. Tang head. Yeah. Oh, that is good. That is so uh, good. But uh, no, I, you know, I like to keep it light and fun. I like to, you know, keep people in their place and uh, like, you know, just like joking around, like nothing, nothing too serious, just like trying to establish myself as like dominant, nothing like weird. You know what I mean? Nothing like toxic or anything like that. Just like no, real nothing fun. nothing weird or toxic, just sort yeah. of classic class clown fun. So yeah. then you took your legacy as a class clown and a trash talk joke writer all the way to viral video fame and then a writing job. And not a lot of people can convert. You know, a lot of people are very conversationally funny. I have a lot of friends I enjoy talking to, but should those people be writing for television? No, absolutely not. They don't have the chops. And it's it's very cool to me that you can do both. Yeah, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you know, and I could do a couple more too. And, you know, the thing is, I was like, uh, I was just, you know, I was doing a lot of stand-up too. At the t- I, I kind of got into that. It was uh, okay. interesting because like people would go oh, like, oh, like, oh, that's the viral dude like you mm-hmm. know and you know it was this was new at the time right like the, yeah. the the sensation of being viral was like pretty new you know there you know and I, i'd have groupies you know and like people would be like put poop on my shoe you know and i'd be like that mm-hmm. I don't, yeah it was weird it's like they'd, they'd carry around like doggy poop bags and they'd like you know ask me to put the poop on their shoe uh it was it was strange it was, it was a crazy time but uh i felt good about it you know i felt good about the choices i made you know i think i think i did Oh, I think you should feel very proud. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah. No, you're great. And you've gone on to such great success as well. I will go ahead and read the TV Guide synopsis of this episode, season one, episode <sighs> six. A good one. 106, the finale. When the bus winds up in a hit and run, the passengers agree to let Tom go off route in search of the perpetrator. Meanwhile, Lily's fiancé, Richard, pretends to forget her birthday as a strategy he's picked up from reading Neil Strauss's The Game. Action-packed. Talk about 
2006. Yeah, it was kind of like our version of Speed, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, it was like Speed had had come out many years before, but it was just like, we were all, you know, we grew up on that stuff. We grew up on like, hey, like, what do we think of when we think of a bus? Like, I think of Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. You know what I mean? Like, I think of like a bus nonstop, like, let's go. Let's get some action in here. You know, Diana did pitch this episode, but I was like, I jumped on that. I knew, you know, I wrote a bus a lot, you know, and the thing is, bus culture was really big in the arts, you know, it mm-hmm. was just like people like people forget like how popular riding on a bus was back. Yes, because it, it was accessible to the average person in a way that other modes of transportation are not always. Yeah. But today, everyone is so obsessed with Teslas or scooters. And I we do hear from a lot of people who are rewatching the show, you know, on Netflix, that this is such a nice throwback. Just to remember when things were a little bit simpler, we were riding the bus, mm-hmm. you know, the, the everyman mode mm-hmm. of transportation. Lorenz, you mentioned the Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves of it all. Yeah. And that's so interesting because I remember in this episode, you have Tom, who is the, you know, the bus driver, Gus McKinnick, who won't return our calls. We're really hoping to get him on the podcast someday. And Lily, you know, who have been, they've been called the Jim and Pam of this show. They are, of course, their own thing. It wasn't at all a Jim and Pam copycat. But and I think it's be- I think it's better. Our show did it better. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, say, saying that's a copycat's like what? What do we do? We copy off of Romeo and Juliet? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, ridiculous ridiculous like, idea. Yeah, yeah. But that you know, you do sort of see this will they, won't they relationship, which of course becomes the emotional engine of the show, and it's developing here. And I think that's thanks to you. You see, oh, there's something there. I'm going to explore that because Lily's fiance forgets her birthday. He's doing the pickup artist stuff. And then Tom, the bus driver, what does he do? Steps in and buys her a cake. And it's a sweet moment that it makes you wonder, okay, is there, is there something here going on between these two? And it's just a friend moment, but it's really sets the foundation for a respectful relationship. And I guess I was curious, Lorenz, this episode is just so emotionally resident for sort of the romantic side. And I know you're the funny guy, yeah. but do you enjoy writing kind of the, the more will they, won't they romantic stuff too? You know, I I do, and the reason is because I'm a deep person, you know, and I have I've been a lot getting of that. yeah, yeah. I got so much depth to me, and it was it was something that like I, sometimes people didn't understand, you know, and and like I I hear sometimes people go, oh, what's that? Are you like the the sad clown? It's like no, like mm. like my emotions run deeper than just sadness, you know. That's actually pretty trite, you know. That's reductionist, but. Like my emotions, like they're like the ocean, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they come and go, they're tides to them. Okay. It's like high tide, low tide. You know what I mean? What's in between those tides? I don't, is there a medium tide? Probably. Poetry right here. Yeah. Yeah. Have you considered music, Lorenz? I know, I know, I mean, I know you're a multi-hyphenate, you're extremely talented at all things, but what you just said there, I mean, that's. Sounds like lyrics. Yeah. Can I be honest? You're actually not the first person who said that to me, you know? Oh, no way. Yeah, a lot of people have said that to me, and I think I should maybe dip into it. I don't know. Well, I know that your fans, the cookies as they're called, I mean, they're just a rabid bunch, and anything you put out, they will consume. So surely consider <laughs> yeah, it. I love my cookie monsters. Hey, shout out to the cookies. Oh, that's cute. I th- They're going to get a kick out of that, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's also so interesting is that to tie up the episode, Tom gets off of the bus to buy the cake for Lily's birthday. Right, which is a big deal. That was actually the first time in the season 
that we saw Tom get off the bus, mm-hmm. you know, because he's the bus driver. He's like, you know, and it's it's a big it was like a big thing. It was like, wait a minute. Like, like, th- does this bus exist without Tom in it? Yeah. Right. You know? Sort of a king stepping away from his throne moment. Yeah. Yeah. And we really wanted to, like, kind of land the emotion of that. And, of course, you know, kind of like a nod a little bit, too. Once he steps off the bus, he steps in some poop. I mean, that's effing brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I try uh, really hard. And he, he stepped in the poop, but he kept going. He was like, what, what mm-hmm. is, this? is this a sign? Should I get back on the bus? Like the first thing that happens when I, but, you know, and, you know, and obviously, we, you know, we play it. It's a gag. It's like, he's laughing. And but he goes into the sh- into the store and he's like trying to hide the smell yeah, from, you know, tracks you know, poop all over the guy's yeah, store. And- what's going What's that smell? Oh, I think there was, you know, he blames it on a homeless guy. I, you know, we like back then we were, you know, we were not using the correct terms. Yeah, and, we were right, a little less sensitive a, about some of this stuff. A little stuff. less sensitive, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was, I, we were laughing when we were writing it because <laughs> we, we weren't great people. But, you know, it was so good, though. It was, it was fun. And when he buys that cake and he gives it to her. So, like, I don't know if you know this about me but uh i was actually born uh on a leap year so i don't have that many birthdays you know yeah 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 my parents you don't just celebrate one day earlier one day late that's what i said you know when i was a kid and and my mom said no like that would be a lie and i said oh Oh, gosh yeah so i didn't get that many birthday cakes growing so birthday cakes were like they were very rare and special for me you know and i wanted to infuse that into this it's like forgetting your birthday is a very similar feeling to like feeling like you're not supposed to have a birthday and i wasn't it really wasn't until you know i was a grown adult where someone said um that's silly you know you should just celebrate the day before and i said my mom won't let me and they said you're a grown adult and i said oh so how do you do it now, now that you have a choice in the matter? Yeah, so now sometimes, you know, what I do is, uh, you know, I celebrate uh, 1159 to 1201 because there's like something there where it's like a liminal space. You know mm. what I mean? Like which clock is right? You know, sometimes like you have you got your 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 oven your clock telling you it's mm-hmm. it's 12 and your computer is saying it's mm-hmm. 1159. You know, who's right? So who's birthday. to say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so like silly. That. Yeah. And you know, the art department went nuts on the cake in this episode. And it makes sense to me now why that you had really put a lot of detail into the script. This cake must appear special, not just an ordinary sheet cake. It was layered. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like uh, seven layers, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, at first they said, isn't that a little much? Um, and I said, uh, is, it, is, is happiness too much for, for a human being? Wow. And they kind of stared at me blankly for about five minutes. Um, and I said, seven layer cake, please. And they said, yeah, okay, you're the writer, I guess. Um, yeah, so tell yeah. me, what was your collaboration like with, you know, we of course know how it went between writers and actors, which was pretty separate until you guys came to set the days that your episodes were being shot. But how was the process of collaborating with the art department, with, you know, all the other spokes of the wheel in the show? Yeah, it was interesting, you know, because it's like, and I got to collaborate, uh, obviously, more when I, you know, I kind of rose up in the ranks pretty quickly. And, you know, by season, I would say four felt like, you know, we were all family. But like early in the beginning, it was like, I don't know you like that, you know? Yeah, you can't I, I, trust people right yeah, away. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and and, and it was a weird thing because it was like you kind of had to tell them what to do, you mm-hmm. know, and then they would be like, "Well, I'm, you know, I, you know, this is my area of expertise," and and I would be like, "Okay, but like, I made." I made poop on poop on my shoe. So. Right, yeah. Right, hard to argue with that. Yeah, that yeah. is the ultimate trump card, the viral video. Yeah, it was hard. And it was hard to have to bring it up 
from time to time, but I did consistently. And people really, they got the message that, you know, at a certain point they were like, he's just going to talk about poop on his shoe and we should probably listen to him. And right. I think they respected me more for it. You know, I don't really talk to any of those people anymore uh, and they don't follow me on social, but I do think the respect remains. I understand. Yeah. Social media, you know, it's complicated. It complicates relationships. Yeah. And, it, you know, it took me a while to get like my like my checks, you know, it, I don't know. It's like sometimes it makes me feel old because I'm like I was the social media guy, you know, and now like, you know, there's new social media. Yeah. And, Are you and, on you TikTok know. or any of the newer platforms or have you decided I'm going to keep my throne on Twitter where it belongs? Yeah, I kind of like I, I went to TikTok for a bit and it just I felt like I wasn't getting the like kind of attention I deserve. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I talked to my therapist about it and my therapist said, um, what are you what like ultimately what are you seeking? And I thought that was a pretty rude and evasive question. So I decided to like log off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not all therapists are good at what they do. Let's just say it's like any job, right? You can be bad at it. And it sounds like that one was. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to mine recently. Also, I've been in the quest of getting sort of verified on social media. I have closer to 10,000 followers every day I'm inching towards, but... Wow, that's not a lot. Well, (laughs) still hoping to get... Yeah, Mullen has even fewer than me, if I can just put that out there. But so, you know, and we're both... It's all where you put your energy. Piddly compared to you, but... uh, but I, yeah, I've been DMing and DMing with the Instagram folks. Please, can I get verified? Can I get verified? Especially with promoting the podcast. It would help right. so much with numbers for the podcast, yeah. which are incredible, but could also at the same time be better. So, hey, get a boost this episode, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, why do so you think we called you? Post about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not just for your good looks, huh? <laughs> you know, Kelly, I do think Instagram should get around to doing that because there is that person who's pretending to be you. And messaging a lot of our fans, which is actually a good reminder. If you get a sort of weird DM from Mm -hmm. someone calling themselves Kelly Quinn, go ahead and check it. Just make sure it's the actual one. Mm -hmm. And there's no real way to tell the difference because they do have about as many followers as my account has. And they've ripped off all my photos. And because I'm Mm -hmm. not verified, it's basically almost impossible to tell which one is me. But if you just write, maybe DM me and say, hey, is this really you? I'll respond and let you know if if it's me or if it's the the bot account. Yeah, good plan. The captions are the same. Do they, do they speak? Yeah, the captions voice? are all the same. Yeah, they're wow. they're copy pasted basically. Everything well, I, straight I over. Check which one I'm following because maybe that's a way people could check it. Is because I'm sure I'm only following the real one. Okay. Um, is this is this one you? The one with click here NFTs? No, 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 no. I don't have the NFTs in my bio. Oh shoot! Why would I have an? I'm advertising our podcast in my bio, so that's actually. Well, I, I I pegged you for an NFT person, so that would have tricked me. Really? I know I'm not at all in the cryptocurrency space, and I actually find it confusing, a little frightening. So I try to stay away from that kind of stuff. But are you in the NFT space at all? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm so not. You uh, strike me as the re- kind of person, yeah, who would be asked to well, create the thing, NFTs. Exactly. People have at, they begged me. They've you know they have written threatening letters say, saying if you don't create an NFT for us, like I'll kill you. And I'm like, that's a little Ooh, much. Yeah, yeah I don't Who's report doing it. Doing that kind of stuff. I don't is that know. like a big brand, like a Nike? Adidas I think it's just one or? I think it's one guy I think it's this guy who's who, yeah he says like I owe him money for something and I'm like 
what are you talking about? And then I guess he wanted like me to create an NFT so he can like have the only one and like sell it. Mm. And therefore, you know, he's trying to like brainstorm his ways in which I can get, get him the money. And I'm just like, mm. I don't think I owe you though. You know, Oof. it's kind of one of those. That's yeah. like pitfalls of the parasocial relationship. Right. People think right. they know you. They watch your work. Yeah. They watch your show. They watch the show you did after writing round, which I guess is a little bit you know, autobiographical for you. And they really feel like, okay, yeah. I know Lorenz. We're, we're pals. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to money, extort him. Friendship. Yeah. 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 Can we talk a little bit about the, so after riding around went off the air in 2013, you had so much heat behind you that you went right off and sold the project immediately. That project was called Pittsburgh. Yeah. You speak on that a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Cause I grew up in Orlando. <laughs> so yeah, we were curious about that. Cause we were yeah. you know, doing our research, looking up on Wikipedia and I could, I mean, you, you really sell it. This is a guy from oh. Pittsburgh in the show. Right. So to read that in, in your personal life section, I was interested. Yeah. I feel like I kind of always had like a fascination with uh you know just kind of like the the northeast and like like steel workers you know i think that was because as someone who didn't have a lot of birthdays growing up i kind of i also didn't have a lot of friends you know i think that was wise because i couldn't invite people to my birthday parties they're definitely linked you know Mm. what i mean like people were offended they thought that I wasn't inviting them to my birthday party, you know? And so they were like, I guess I'm not his friend. So I had to like create my own friends. I think some people do that with imaginary characters. Uh, I did it with metal. Like I kind of took metal trash cans and I like banged them around and kind of created, you know, Mm -hmm. people out of them. Sort of stomp style in a way. That's so. Yeah. Except without the music. Right. Yeah. So almost not like stomp at all. Well, you know, we can go back and forth on whether it's, Stomp like or not stomp not like, stomp like yeah. But you know, end of day, Pittsburgh's an incredible show, and I think you've deserved all oh, the accolades you. that have come your way. I did a lot of research for it. I will say, you know, I mean, all Wikipedia, but still, like, I read a lot of. I read like the whole thing, you know, and you know, it was really important to me to get a couple people from Pittsburgh in the writers' room. I didn't wind up doing that, but it was really important to me at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was just that the, everybody from Pittsburgh sucked, so it was hard to get the writers. But, yeah. you know, I think what audiences connected with, honestly, was just that the, the kind of like, I, I realized that not a lot of shows were made about Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know? You saw a hole and in the market and you, you saw filled the hole. a hole in the market, yeah. And it was just kind of like, you're, you know, it's like, oh, like the like average American Joe, you know? And there were, you know, obviously like a, there were a lot of white characters on the show. And I remember having a talk with the, one of the representatives from NAACP and he was like, I don't understand. Why did you create this show? You know? And I was like, I'm trying to get rich, you know? And yeah. he seemed to, he seemed to feel weird about that but at the end of the day it it was kind of uh it was kind of a hit and money does talk we were like straight up and like everybody thought like everything was good it was like we had a black president and basically i don't know if you know this but at the time there was actually not a lot of black people on tv because of that i was like well i know what sells and it's not me so i decided you know i would be the only black character in the show yeah, uh, you went the yeah. complete other direction. I went the with complete it. other direction. Some people call that selling out, and I call that, you know, cashing in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's semantics at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go well in this era, though. So, you know, it's been a little, it's been hard the last. Uh, right. Yeah. I saw that all episodes got pulled from Hulu recently. It was sort of yeah. deemed, uh, yeah. 
was yeah. that disappointing for you or were you ready to be done with that era of your life? Yeah, I like I didn't want to be known as like the Pittsburgh guy, you know, all my life. You know, I've always decided like I got to keep reaching higher, mm-hmm. uh, like trying to fill a hole that uh, seems to never go away. And I feel like the only way to do that is to garner more success. You know, it's hard when you start so, so high, but I'm still, I'm still at it. Even though a lot of people who were born like way too late kind of don't know me anymore because those shows aren't, aren't available to watch. Well, that's on them. People got to do their research. They need to be looking yeah, at the right? grades. Yeah, right? find yeah. anything on the internet. Ask my okay. girls. Goodness. They, yeah. I asked, if I asked them to find old episodes of your show, they'd be able to dig them up in about. 40 seconds, I think. <laughs> oh, good. And I hope they will, because, you know, they yeah. can, you can learn a lot from watching media that, you know, you don't necessarily ag- agree with. I mean, you don't think I should, like, I could, if I made different, like, decisions that maybe I wouldn't be in the state that I am today or anything no, like that? No, I don't that. think that Absolutely at all. Absolutely okay. not. Mm-mm. Great. All no. right, good. Don't introspect for another second on that, Lorenz. You are perfect I the way you are. And, and we were so it. grateful to have your brilliant mind in that writer's room on writing around because selfishly, you made us both look good. You know, it's it was clear that you knew how to write for white women. Absolutely. Yeah, I dated a lot of them, much to the chagrin of uh, my mother. And it just helped me kind of get into the in, into the, the characters and the minds. I just like knew a little bit about, you know, pumpkin spice lattes. Like, you know, other people weren't necessarily writing about that at the time. Now it's like a joke that everybody does. I like to think that I kind of led the way, you know, on on. Uh, I think you mainstreamed that. Yeah. I mean, Starbucks was certainly yeah. Starbucks at the time, but I think you, the lines you wrote for us in some of those later episodes are what really brought the PSL into the public, you know, consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Consciousness. Wow, what a great word. We've already spoken about your fan base. They're obsessed with you. They're all over the internet. We have a question from a listener today Cookies. who was hoping to pick your brain on a subject. Oh. And we're going to have our engineer play that if we can. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. I am a mega fan of your special guest. I'm representing the Cookies. Shout out to the Cookies on Reddit and Discord. And I have just been getting so many questions and comments about the video he made in 2007. And so I want to know what to tell my family when they ask about the video from 2007. Thanks. Love ya. Wow. Ooh, the polarizing video from 2007. Right. In the wake of poop on my shoes success, you were trying to do something with this one and big swing. Very big swing. Yeah. And, and Lorenz, I want to say, if you're not comfortable talking about this, we can skip we it, edit, edit it out. this out. Don't worry. No, I'm OK talking about it because, I, you know, I have nothing to hide, you know, and I think I've been on record many times, you know, saying like, look, if you were offended by this, like, I'm sorry you took offense, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't understand how better of an apology you can get than that. You no, know, like, that's I the best one I've ever heard, probably. Look, I'm I'm I am being upfront about it. You know, yeah. I'm putting my cards on the table. I'm I'm human being. You know, all human beings make mistakes, and there ergo, you know, if all human beings make mistakes, I must be able to make one. You know, and sometimes you put something out there that's really funny and really clever, and people take it the wrong way, and that's you know on you. You know, it's on you that they don't know how to react to something, and and and. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and are sensitive. So uh, I am sorry that, that people are so sensitive. And, I, and I'm sorry that um, people like didn't understand comedy at the time. Yeah. So, uh, you right. know, and yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, let's get, you know, like, you know, let's not beat about the bush. You know, I, I, I had a lot of success with poop on the shoe. 
uh, I thought, you know, what are some other weird things that that happen, you know, you know, when when you're walking around. And uh, I, I decided to, uh, you know, I, I, I peed, you know, on, uh, you know, an unhoused person, however you say it, you know, I, I peed on them and I was pee on the pee on your head, you know, and people, you know, they thought that was right. Thought was, it was, it was, I can yeah. see how you thought that might be for just sort of the plug and play of it. Poop right. On- my shoe pee on your head. Yeah, we're yeah. heightening. It's very basic comedy rules. But you did not know the housing status of that man. Uh, yeah, at the I mean, time. I assumed it. I was like, "There's a tent here." Oh, okay. You know? Oh, you oh, so did. you yeah. did know? Okay. Oh, that's tough. yeah. No, yeah. Well, you know, it was it was it was this thing where it was like I was kind of like you know I I I gave him like five bucks after you know he already kind of smelled like urine. So I was like, "Is this really you know like you're peeing on yourself?" So like, what what? okay, so I pee on you, you know, but people thought it was really dehumanizing. And I, I, you know, I first took offense to that because I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's, it's funny. Uh, But other people thought criticism can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did wind up uh, paying out like a very large sum uh, uh, to him. Uh, You know, it's settled. It's over. We dealt with it. The court cases are behind us. And I, I just feel like, yes, people make mistakes but, you know, they should be able to still live after that mistake has been done, you know? And I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, freaking Bill Cosby over here. So I don't know. I just feel like there are levels to this and my level is like level one. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. Sure, yeah, there's so much gray area in these situations. And a lot of that nuance gets lost, especially over on social media, which is where you really got hit hard with all that sort of stuff. And, I, and I'm sorry it got brought up today. Uh, no, clearly, sorry. you know, some people are still wanting an apology. But I will say she didn't sound upset about it. She just sounded sort of curious. A lot of like a lot of cookies are in my corner still. Like she and was a true just like, fan. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, I just like they, they wanted to understand like the, like where, where where was the connection? And I kind of was like, I guess it was just like poop pee, like, you know. Yeah. And they were like, well, you stepped in the poop before. Why would you not put the pee on your own head? And I just thought I was just like, well, I, I don't know. I just wanted to I wanted to switch it up. Also sort of a logistical nightmare, don't you think? How are you supposed to get pee on your head? head? You know, what are you supposed to right. ask a stranger for their pee? I mean, let's let's use our heads a little bit, guys. Like there's. Yeah. You're trying to tell a comedian how to do comedy. I don't know. Uh, Lorenz, I don't you know, I obviously I'm not going to. It's not going to speak for you, but I think it's probably time we all just move past this. You've you've done great work since your art mm-hmm. speaks for itself. Pittsburgh. I mean, you don't make an artsy show like that if you're a bad person. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. No. Good art comes from good people. So that is the mantra that I've always lived by, you know, and it has been shaken to my core when I've heard about some stories. But I still try to I push past that and kind of like bury my head in the sand a little bit and, and think, you know, is this the world that I want to live in? And I don't know if it is. I kind of still want to listen to Michael Jackson. So I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird time, but really interesting time to be an artist yeah. and, a, and a writer and especially a writer whose roots are in that yeah. viral world because you are the nature of your fame is that you are in there with the people and sometimes the people get a little nasty you know yeah. especially when they don't understand the the comedy of it i don't know who is right and who is wrong what i do know is that i want to move past it and i want to keep creating the art that i know fans of mine love to see Tell us, what are you working on now? What's exciting to you right now about your creative future? Yeah, so um, I'm actually uh, teaming up with um, 
uh, a couple of like really, really funny artists. They create, uh, they do unboxing videos for like the squatty potty, like a lot of bathroom appliances, you know, and they kind of like test them out. And like people are like, but like, I I was like, I get where you're going with this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they were thrilled. And I was like, we got to team up. Uh, so right now we're actually doing a short film for Tubi and I just, I think, I don't know. I think it has like, uh, I think it has the legs to kind of go and like maybe be made into uh, like a feature film and then like spin off a show a from feature that. feature length unboxing film. Yeah. Now I've heard of everything. Yeah. That is cool. That's cool stuff. It'll be about them at, at, at like, it's like kind of, it's like almost, it, it seems like a doc, but it's kind of like mockumentary style. Uh, you know, I'm a little uh, bit in that yeah. world, <laughs> you know, so. Pulling on a little experience from riding around a uh, yeah, famous mockumentary. You know, yeah. yeah. And I just think that form is just like, honestly, I don't know why timeless. it's not used more, you know, it's yes. just, it's a timeless form. It's weird. It's like kind of like, it was like really popular, like went away for a bit, you know, it's like. Right. There could be a lot more of these. And mm-hmm. uh, it allows for such honesty and performances. I mean, that's what I found as an actor. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm excited to see this. Just the true, I don't know, emotions behind a hall, you know, or what it yeah. feels like to be installing a bidet. I mean, that's, that's kind of a thrilling journey. I'm excited to see that um, depicted yeah. in such a real, gritty, real way. And if, you. you know, to, to, if you're producing any of your own work at all and ever looking for actors, I know that both of us really enjoyed oh, having yeah. your brilliant pen guide our, our lines. And if you ever need people for future work, we'd be happy to work with you again. So don't wow. want to make it awkward I'm, here. Well, no, be, no, be a dream. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's like good to know, you know, because sometimes I'm just like, who can I get, you know? So it's me. Good to know that- ah, I'm not working at all. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so are you, yeah. um, are you having trouble hearing back from a lot of People, you know, do you find that you've burned bridges over the years or, you know, as you're reflecting on your career so far, what strikes you as? You know, like, I mean, I do kind of think back and I realized, um, you know, maybe I, you know, I don't know, like I was really confident in myself and that confidence is, is still here. And yet people don't believe in me um, as much as I feel like they used to, which is odd because I know I have the talent. And they say you don't and you never did, which hmm. obviously isn't true. And, no. I, and I realize that they're haters, but there are a lot so of haters good. in this industry. A lot of haters. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to rise up, you know, when the when the kind of like the whole industry is dominated by the haters. Mm-hmm. And there are some times where I'm like, oh, like, should I have played the game more? Like, should I not have, like, completely made fun of people and their appearances and what they were wearing? Run around, fed, calling people tang head, little cone head, that, that type of stuff. You know, like, does that, did, like, that get in people's crawl? Did they, like remember that down the line and say, I actually don't ever want to work with this person again because they're just genuinely not a nice person and think that comedy overrules being a decent human being on this Mm -hmm. earth. And, you know, maybe there's some truth to it, but the other truth, well, the other truth is that at the end of the day, you know, funny is funny and Mm -hmm. talent rises to the top so like if i just completely believe in that Mm -hmm. and kind of like discount all the things that are telling me maybe that's not right i think i'll i'll be in a good place funny talks yeah you Mm -hmm. know that's kind of yeah funny talks and money talks you know you heard it here first huh that's a great you should do something with that if you you know yeah I, i actually i don't let people give me ideas but thank you though yeah 
Oh yeah, anytime. Happy to try. Yeah. No, I I love an attempt, but I just you know it's just like a ground, like a rule, like I like no, like I come up with my own ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, just to make sure that they're truly original, you gotta kind of protect your. And your people are like, space. well, how do you collaborate? You know, how did you even exist in the writers' room at the time? You know, I was kind of I I just would. Sh- give ideas and then you know they would if they had notes they would do it you know i would be like all right you can do what you got to do i just you know um and it worked out for the most part obviously like i had a lot of success so uh i don't see myself like changing really at all yeah, it sounds changing. like yeah uh, you know my therapist is like you should and i'm like oh, we'll see okay you therapist. gotta get a new therapist yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sick of hearing about this one and i don't I haven't even visited them listen Lorenz, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. You've been an amazing guest. Oh, Such a you. good, rich episode. While we have you here, is there anything you'd like to plug? Any projects? I know you mentioned the unboxing uh, short yeah. film that would be on yeah. Tubi. Anything else? Yeah. Oh, there's this really funny show I actually like. I dug up, you know, it was buried in the algorithm and uh, only got one season because of uh, all the haters. But I Haters really like losers. it. It's called uh, Astronomy Club, the sketch show. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, so, like, if you haven't seen that, you should watch it and then, like, feel bad about the fact that you didn't watch it at a time when it could actually have affected When it could have helped a group of artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but no, it's 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 pretty fun. Check that out. And there's a podcast I love listening to called Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. You know, they oh, man, they did an episode once where it was just on a tangent, but they really skewered me, man. They were like, this dude, you know, is uh, uh, Uncle Tom. And I I laughed and laughed because I know we're we're all good friends, even though I've never met him. Um, and, but it's called Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. It's, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast. It's uh, so you can listen to that. Well, thank you so much, Lorenz. It was a pleasure as always. And we might be reaching out with questions about future episodes as we make our way through the rest of these glorious seasons. Yes, because you wrote so many of the best. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Thank you for having me. And if you ever like want to have me again, like let me know, you know, I'll have to, like fit it in my schedule. But, yeah, I really like doing this and like getting out there and like having people hear my side, you know, of everything and, and just being seen again and heard again is nice. Yeah. Happy to help facilitate the welcome back tour for you anytime. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. And thank you also to Kelsey Bailey, who made our logo, and to John Purcell for our theme music and for editing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And also send your thoughts and questions to ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, review us anywhere you find your podcast. Please come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. <laughs>